That's not recorded. <laughs> yeah. ZZ Top. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll be talking about that in the episode. Are you ready? Oh, he's he's glued again. Check out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Walk Into a Bar, the show where three brothers who happen to be professionals get together over the internet and chat because we live far separated. Uh, my name's Phil. I'm a lawyer. We've got Matt, who is an engineer, and Ben, who's a preacher. And uh, we may say some things that are stupid because, well, we're not especially bright all the time. Some people um, think we are. Uh, well, somebody gave us our jobs. Uh, but uh, we're going to try to try to try to get to some point somewhere where we make some intelligent comments. And I'm going to adjust my screen just a little bit here. Oh, there we go. That's better. All right. Phil's a so, perfectionist. You see this? I should fix this, but you I'm should. not going to. <laughs> you should. Nobody wants to see all my model paints hanging out over there. We'll leave the KC-135. It looks cool. We'll leave the speakers. They look cool, but the model paints just... You should just leave the world maps. No. Not the United States. No one cares about that. Clearly not. <laughs> Matt is silent. No, so, Matt, Matt Matt is just trying to keep the noise level in the background here down. Do wow. I have do I have a lot of background noise today? Somebody's got something, but I'm not gonna worry about it. Uh, before we before we <laughs> before we went live, Matt was Oh, look, everybody, there's Ben's midriff. Lucky you! <laughs> we're, we're looking we at Ben's crotch. Great. Uh, Matt mentioned something about having an earworm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just I just developed an earworm. Is it, all these health problems. You birth earworms? It's, it's Arizona. Um, no, I, okay. I don't birth ear, earworms. I'm Tre not a musician. Tremors is coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Always right takes the ear. <laughs> Right state, and I what? and I do enjoy those movies, so I know how to escape those those worms. But we're not talking about tremors today, folks. We talked about no. pews yesterday, or excuse me, last time. Yeah. Uh, what, yes. Tell us about the earworm you had going there, Matt. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, first, we'll start talking about our movies, and we'll go ahead and just fire right into that because I'm terrible with fire intros. Right into it. Fire uh, right into it. We decided to uh, discuss Back to the Future series. And so uh, my brothers are going to take uh, Back to the Future 1 and 2, and I will discuss 3. Uh, I don't remember which one did which, so whoever did uh, Back to the Future 1, go. I'll go with one. Um, everybody's seen it. It's a classic. It's one of the best movies ever, and we all love it. Yeah. The DeLorean. The DeLorean. Mm. Classic. I mean, classic 80s sports it, car it is such it is such a great movie that the car becomes a character and i and i hate saying the car becomes a character because one of my favorite youtubers uh just ran into a car as a character problem um but in this circumstance it's true the car becomes a character in the movie ben is shaking his head like he's having a seizure of some sort so ben, do we need to do we need to call the ambulance for you no, I just want to be devil's advocate. <laughs> well, you're wrong. You're Thor wrong. Thor is a character in this. Nope. It is. It is as much a character as Dr. Emmett Brown yep. and Marty McFly. Yep. yep. I 
personally don't think the car is a character in this because of the third movie. Where the car plays an, a vital role for two and, seconds. And, and where the car, when, okay, spoilers. If you haven't seen the movies, stop now. If you haven't now. seen the movies, Sorry. Hey, what hey, planet hey, have you been Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Where at the end when the car gets destroyed, everybody cries. The That's, car is a character. The that car is, is my a movie that you're talking about. Character. Movie number three is mine. Am I sitting here giving Look, spoilers but, about your movie? Come on, I'm man. Matt, the Matt, spoiler his movie. Emmett Brown dies. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, Back to the Future 1, we're introduced to Marty McFly uh, in the most rock and roll way ever with Huey Lewis in the news and a monster amp and, a, and a, just an absolute 80s guitar. I can't even tell you what it's called even though I play guitar. One of those headless electric guitars from the 80s that had very minimalist body um and we're introduced to doc emmett brown without even seeing his character because marty goes into his home to play the guitar and we see the root goldberg machines and the clocks and the amp that he built it, it, it's it's just really a great intro um punctuated by huey lewis and the news's greatest hits um they did the soundtrack for back to the future and really that's where huey lewis and the news got their break um we see i don't know <laughs> everybody's seen it. i don't know what else to say about the movie it's a great flick i mean it's a completely preposterous idea for for time travel to put uh, a time machine in a delorean um but i mean it, it's become a cultural icon everybody knows what a flux capacitor is now everybody knows what a delorean is no one knows what a flux capacitor is. I'm pretty, for I'm pretty sure you can get those at Radio Shack. Um, you can't. No, you can't. But if you type in the right part number at O'Reilly's, it brings up a spoof page with a flux capacitor. Really? Yes, it does. I'll look that up later. They don't actually sell it, but they do, they do have the spoof page. Very um, cool. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about the movie. It started. It started the the trilogy. Um, one of the big movies that got Michael J. Fox off the ground. One of the big movies that got uh, Christopher Lloyd off the ground. Um, and just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. What is Matt's problem? Uh, I, I pulled up your, your flux capacitor link here. I'm going to yeah. share my screen. There you go. Check it out, folks. Oh, Ben has it disabled. I can't show my screen. Ben. I probably don't have it disabled. It's probably what we can afford. Ah. No. no okay, so. Share, you can share a screen on free Zoom. All right. Uh, movie number two? Yeah. All right. Movie number two. Uh, Back to the Future 2. That is uh, my pick because it was the leftovers, and I'm the youngest, so it goes first, second, <laughs> third. And so I got the leftovers. It's true. Um, not a bad movie. Uh, it's it's by far the worst in the trilogy, um, but it's not a bad movie. It, it's really good. I love how they pick up right where movie one ended, um, and movie three picks up right where movie two ends. But uh, this Spoilers time. Spoilers again! Come on! It has something to do with my movie, okay, Matt? Um, it does. Much more and, than the spoiler I gave. Yeah, Phil just jumped over an entire movie. That's right. Uh, and Back to the Future 2, instead of going back to the past, they literally go to the future well, and then have to come no, back. But, 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 but they do go but all the way back to the past. Went, they went to the past first. Yeah, 
So, so you have incorporated movie one more ways than one because Marty McFly has to go back to the 1950s, which he did in movie one. And then he also goes to 2015, if I remember correctly. Um, October 21st, 2015. October 21st, 2015, where there were hoverboards and lace-up shoes, automatic lace-up shoes, and mohawks, and it looked like the 80s with flying cars. Flying cars. Um, and we all look like the 80s with flying cars now. So uh, it did get some things right. There was something called a hoverboard. Uh, it wasn't it was, exactly... Was nothing like the one in the book. Right. Okay. It, it has okay. two wheels. <laughs> Educational um, moment for for this little... Uh, uh, don't break into my movie. Oh, no, I'm breaking into your movie. Break You're going to like it. I'll break your bones. Please don't. This one's especially tender. I thought um, so they, they, the scientists did actually have a working hoverboard the way that we would imagine it with a caveat. It had to be super cooled and it had to be over right. a metal ramp. But Wasn't they it plug in too? No, no. No, it, it had sufficient battery or, or whatever mm. it was. They also, late in 2015, were able to figure out how to get a hoverboard to work over other surfaces, but they had to be uh, a level of, they, they had to be ferrous to some degree. So anyway. It's magnetic, mag, maglev type technology. The only thing that I know that that movie predicted correctly is that Nike would come out with a self-lacing shoe, which they did no, in 2015. But that's not the only thing they got right. What else did they get right? I can't believe you're forgetting the big thing they got right. Uh, Donald Trump is president? Not the, No, not Trump is president. Trump wasn't president. Oh, sorry. That was Simpsons. Yeah, that was the Simpsons. No, Ben, what state do you live in? Do I live in a state? What's the uh, major city in your state? Lincoln? No. <laughs> The Cubs winning the World Series. That's right. They I, I did said the Cubbies. Right. And yeah. you told me no. You were right, Matt. No, I was telling Ben no because Ben said something I, else. Sorry, I, I don't really follow baseball much because it's not as much fun as basketball. Um, so anyway, they got that right. They got the World Series and they got the lace-up shoes right, which is cool. But, but the only reason but the only reason Nike did those shoes I know was, is because, was because of, the of the movie. Yeah. And, and they and actually they had a flaw in the shoe when they released it some of them wouldn't stop tightening yeah so so it's it's a it's a fun movie it's interesting they go into the future they go back to the past they they end up you know everything spoiler everything works out at the end and then it sets up for movie three what matt they got another thing right it's just that it's not right in the u.s uh, in Asia, they have uh, restaurants with virtual attendance. Um, and, they, and they had them in 2015. Yes. Yeah. That's weird. A restaurant um, with virtual attendance. I, I want my flying car. Hmm. They have those. Actually, that is correct, too, because you have that airplane flying car thing. It's five years after Marty came back to the future. Yeah, but it's still there. We do have we do have wall TVs, sort of. Yeah, and it we was do, different than how they had it set up. Yep, we do have um, homes that you can get in without a doorknob. Mm -hmm. Homes you can talk to. 
homes you can talk to. We don't have dehydrated pizzas as a commonly accepted form of uh, of eateries. That I don't know what you're talking about. There's Jack's Pizza. Oh uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> Just forgot kidding. about that. We've got Love the dehydrated them. pizzas. <laughs> Uh, but I want my flying car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's not of all there, the predictions so. of all the predictions that have been predicted since the fifties. We still don't. Oh, I don't think o OAC or AOC is ready for a flying car. So. Ah! No politics here. Or, I didn't talk sorry. about politics. Matt, I said initials. Matt, what about yeah. back to the future three? Back to the future three is the best one out of the three. It takes you to the wild west. Or, or Marty. Actually, Marty, actually, did Matt, take us, did it take us to South Dakota? I missed that. No, actually, uh, I would disagree with you, Matt. Uh, it is not the best out of the three because it, without the first and second one, there would be no three. Okay. That doesn't that uh, doesn't play into whether it's the best or not. Uh, Ben's Shut opinion. Up. You're just matter. saying no, that no, because just, you lose. Can we ignore Ben? Nope. Yes. So it is the best movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> it's probably best that he muted me, muted me there because I probably said something that was culturally insensitive <laughs> to someone. And so I'm going to go and, and say that it, it is a fantastic movie that captures uh, some uh, craziness that was uh, around in the 50s yep. and their thoughts on how uh, those in the West dressed. And yeah. uh, I thought that was an amusing little trope. Um, and then uh, all of the challenges with getting something modern like a DeLorean uh, to get up to 88 miles an hour in the Wild West. No roads, no gasoline, no plastics, no silicone. And to correct you, uh, it was the 80s and how they thought they dressed back then from the 80s. No, no, no. no. He's, ta he's talking about before Marty goes back. Right, not the 50s. And Doc Brown, yeah, in the 50s. Remember, the he 50s? leaves from the 50s. And Doc I Brown dresses him it. in those real wild, colorful things. I thought he was in the 80s because he went back. No, at the end of your movie, he That's is right. in the he 50s. That's right, get back. That's it's right, in the yes. Because Doc Brown yeah. is in the DeLorean and he gets struck by lightning. And I'm wrong again. I guess and we see, know the title of this one. We know the title of this one. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so, literally going to title it. And now, and I'm wrong again. I know the title <laughs> of this one. So, um, it it's a great movie. A uh, lot of crazy things happen. Uh, time continuity. And if you're into quantum science at all, uh, which uh, unfortunately this, this rocket scientist is, um, you find stuff Nerd like alert. this, yeah, yeah. You find stuff like this interesting, and uh, the concept of uh, the the all of the the time issues that go around this movie, and how one change has a trickle effect, and uh, how one event that seemingly is is minuscule can cause crazy chain reactions though though i gotta tell you i think the second one does a better job examining that than the third one does because i agree the, because the whole premise of the second one is the sports almanac yep yep whereas the third one the real big hit with that is the the canyon yeah 
how it was cl- uh, Clayton Canyon and then became uh, Eastwood Canyon. Yep. Yep. But you so, had to be watching to see that it. Because Clint Eastwood yep. died in the canyon. Yep. That's right. Yeah, he did in a train robbery. And Which if is, you don't. It, it's always made me wonder in that 1985, what about Clint Eastwood? I think he got his name from that Clint Eastwood. He thought he was so cool. Could be. Eh. Or maybe they didn't even know about that. Maybe. It's entirely possible. So, anyway, great series of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, in our little short format, cannot do enough justice to them. Yeah. If, um, if we wanted to, we could actually break these up and do uh, one, two, and three in three different weeks. But uh, eh, I think people will get tired of that topic. I think yeah. would too, because I think yeah. most people have seen them. Um, some some cultural references from these movies have, have become cultural references. Wow. Um, we talked about Ready Player One a few weeks ago. Some of you may yeah. remember. And uh, the DeLorean plays a major part in Ready Player One. Doesn't Isn't there an outfit that looks like Marty McFly? The puffy jacket? I mean, multiple shows have had the puffy jacket. The puffy jacket has made, yeah, the, the puffy jacket from the, the down the future, the first one. The down uh, vest. Yep, yep. That's yeah. made a lot of appearances. The other thing that made an appearance in Ready Player One is the Zemeckis Cube, mm-hmm. uh, which was a major plot device in Ready Player One. It was named after the guy who, uh, I believe, wrote and directed, or maybe just directed, the Back to the Future trilogy, uh, yep. Robert Zemeckis. And obviously, if you have the DeLorean, you have the flux capacitor. That's right, the flux capacitor. Yep. Yep. Uh, other things, kind of culturally, uh, we were talking about my earworm. Uh, my favorite uh, little uh, scene in uh, Back to the Future 3 is the dance that they have in town. Mm. and a very popular band uh, is playing back then, and they're actually playing one of their songs. What? Yes, ZZ Top actually is the band. If I'm not mistaken, they are the band. Only three members of the band. Well, all the same, and then they are playing, uh, I forget what song, but they're playing one of their songs. Um, Double back. Double back. I was gonna say double down, double back. Yeah, double back. back. I don't know. See, I'm not a. I'm, I haven't been a huge ZZ Top fan. I, I love classic rock in that genre, but ZZ Top's never been one that's been huge on my playlist. And I don't think I'm familiar with that song. And because we're not monetized, I'm gonna play a quick clip of that. Uh, we don't want uh, them putting might, a copyright strike actually, on us. They might do a copyright block on us, so I don't think that's probably the best thing. To let's do. let's not uh, do that. But anyway. It, it's definitely one of my favorite scenes and it all kind of centers around uh, that song. And then of course I get the Western version that they play in the movie stuck in my head. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. So that, so, okay. That explains why you didn't want to talk about your earworm earlier. I didn't, yeah. I have never made that connection. I think that's fascinating and I love it because it harkens back to the first movie. As I mentioned the Huey Lewis and the news um, kind of, made that soundtrack well when marty is auditioning to be the band for the dance at the beginning of the movie the judge who tells him that it's just too loud that was huey lewis he got a bit role in there and ironically it was telling marty that he was just too loud 
while Marty was playing a Huey Lewis and the News song. It, I believe that the phrase was, and excuse though, uh, excuse my uh, vulgar language, but you're just too damn loud. Yeah. No, he didn't. He said too darn loud. You sure? He said, yeah. That's he right, said, because I'm was, sorry, you're just too darn loud. Because he had to be uh, uh, very, I don't even know how to explain He was that. at a he school. Had, yeah, well, he was I, at a school and he had to be very child appropriate. I, I guess I need to go wash my mouth out with soap. Yeah, well, go get that done and we'll move on. Sorry, to Mom. <laughs> Mom, I'm sorry that my brother is a swearer. I'll tell you what. Shh, don't know what we're Naughty. Doing. Just kidding. Mom's heard voice. I don't Let, know. Let's go ahead and, and, and <laughs> let's go ahead and, uh, and uh, strike this one up to the stress that I'm under. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Matt, don't worry. You're not black black sheep anymore. I became a pastor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so hey uh that ending the movies and i think that the movies go so well with this next topic uh which i'm not going to say a lot about but i did think it was super cool i do we want to talk about the falcon 9 uh dragon crew yeah. the falcon 9 rocket and the dragon crew we touched on this a little bit last week then i mentioned that i was so excited to see that again um as as anybody who's my age will remember, you know, each each generation kind of has their where were you when this happened. Unfortunately, there have been a couple um, for my generation, but the first one was the Challenger explosion. Um, where was I at? I was in kindergarten, and I came home from school, and my mom looked at me and said, "Well, the shuttle blew up," and I went, "What?" Um, because because Krista McAuliffe, the teacher that was on the Challenger, was going to be doing these classes from space, talking to kids, and I was super excited about that. I wanted to be an astronaut, as I've mentioned before on the show. I always wanted to be a pilot, and so it was kind of a huge thing for me. So when I found out the other day, uh, because I hadn't been following it closely, that we were actually going to go back to launching manned missions from the United States again, I followed that very closely and sat with rapt attention. Um, on the first day they had the launch scheduled only to be disappointed that they got, they had to scrub the launch for weather. And then um, that Saturday, the second, uh, the second opportunity was successful and they were able to launch um, from pad 39A at Cape Canaveral again. So talking about that Wednesday, when they did the, 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 we'll call it the wet dry run uh, of the launch. I, I found myself, I, I was working, so I had it up on, on this monitor, yeah. watching, kind of watching it out of the side of my eye and listening to it. Probably acceptable for a rocket engineer to eh. watch a launch while you're at work. Well, no, I wasn't watching it. I was working, and, uh, you know, you need to take breaks mentally as you work. That's right. But uh, every once in a while, I would glance at it, and I happened to glance over at as I was on a phone call, glance over at it, and see Air Force One flying past it. Yeah. What a absolute moment that ingrains in your mind how momentous yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the occasion was. Yeah. Uh, I was disappointed that they didn't get that same opportunity on, on that was Saturday that they launched. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this would have been, no, um, man, two weeks from tomorrow? We're filming this on a Friday. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was the thirtieth. Two weeks yeah, from tomorrow. Yeah, two weeks from two weeks from tomorrow, from when we're filming this. Um, so they've been, and I, my recollection is they haven't come back yet. 
haven't heard anything. No, they're staying up there for month-ish. Wow. Okay, a long time. Well, yeah. It, nowadays, with being that they're not using the shuttle, they can stay up there for significantly longer stays. Interesting. Interesting. You know, part of me, I, the shuttle was the spacecraft of my era, right? Well, of our, our area. Yeah. Era. Um, when I, I travel quite a bit for my job during the normal time. Obviously, I haven't traveled much for it during COVID. But I get to D.C. quite a bit. And one of my favorite things to do when I get to D.C. is to go to the uh, Smithsonian's Udvar Hazy Center, which is just outside of the Dulles Airport. And they have the Space Shuttle Discovery in there, um, which was the last shuttle to fly. When it landed on its last mission, they basically just packed it up on the back of the 747 and hauled it to D.C. and dropped it off. Um, it, it, it's so amazing to get up close to it like you can in, uh, in the museum and to see the size of it, to see how dirty it is, to see how banged up and used it is. Um, so the shuttle will always have a special place in my heart because of the Challenger explosion, because uh, it was the, the spaceship in my formative years. But then seeing how seeing how SpaceX has been able to do this, it's really something else. It's really something unique to see the, um, the innovation that private industry has brought to the space race, the spacesuits, how tiny they are. Um, the, the minimalist, the minimalist appearance of the inside of the capsule versus, you know, if you look at pictures of the inside of the Apollo capsule, the crazy things that, that uh, Elon Musk has been able to do with this program. Um, and you can see, you can kind of see that signature throughout everything he does, the minimalism, the, the modernity. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Tesla's, but I love the way it works in the space program. Here, here's something. Um, there was, there were two things. One, uh, 86 is when the Challenger explosion happened. If you didn't know, I was, uh, I don't know the exact date, but, I was roughly two years old, so I don't remember where I was. It was January 28th. So I was one years old, <laughs> and I have no idea where I was. Um, I was you probably were, in Nebraska. <laughs> you were in Seneca at home with um, mom. And because that's what I normally did. I still do. Um, <laughs> anyway, we, uh, we were at home with mom. Right. Yeah, we. So we. We are the you majority. Um, uh, I was in kindergarten. Yeah, I don't care. Anyway, uh, the other thing, there was a question, how long are they staying up in space? And I found something. Uh, 210 days. The operational Crew Dragon spacecraft will be capable of staying in orbit for at least 210 days as a NASA requirement. Yeah, Upon yeah but conclusion, that's, that's the requirement. That's what their mission span could be. What I'm asking is, what is their mission span for this span? Um, let's see. So here recently, I've seen the inside of uh, the uh, Crew Dragon, its competitor, the Orion spacecraft. The one that Boeing is making. Yeah. And the inside is different enough that you get a sense that it's clearly, they're built by two different companies for two different reasons. If you remember, the, the Crew Dragon was originally built not for crew, but as a cargo capsule. Right. And 
you you get that sense when you look at how the seats are and and how uh and and how the displays are mounted and i mean they did a very good job of converting it to crew but uh it's very minimalist it's there's mm -hmm. not a whole lot in there though i mean i think one neat function is the seats rotate NASA yeah. in the in the sixties and in the fifties when they were doing capsules, they never, I, I bet they never even thought of rotating the seats. Well, why would you rotate them when they're just built into the right. the bottom? Right. Well, like they were on Gemini and and on Mercury, but on Apollo they weren't. Um, so Ben, you were going to say something. Uh, I read an article that said anywhere from a month to one hundred nineteen days, uh, SpaceX just says that 210 days is what they're capable of yeah and so they won't figure it out until they're in orbit and i don't think they've figured out so they, they haven't, haven't even they haven't even determined when they're coming back yet right uh they have a return date that does they, not well well if everything goes perfect it's a month that's what i'm assuming i haven't seen anything that says that uh, it is planned between 29 June and 28 August. Oh wow! So, so they've got a whole month envelope. Yep, they have no two month envelope. Two month, yeah, crazy. So, remember, people, I'm a lawyer. Can't add. Otherwise, and I'm an engineer. I I can't listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Okay, so. Ben completely dropped the ball on that joke. He could have added something in there, but whatever. Yeah, I wasn't listening. I was reading something. So anyway, the point is I'm super excited to see um, how this whole thing works out. Um, I'm excited to see what Boeing's entry into this field brings, um, to see some competition in the space industry. There's still um, Virgin, um, uh, Richard Branson's outfit, is still working on a – jet aircraft lifted spaceship um, uh, I believe uh, that they recently stopped that didn't they last thing I heard they were going full tilt boogie oh I'm thinking about uh, um, the strata lift people sorry those are the ones that have 747 components in their aircraft uh, used, used to could the, the aircraft is still around, but they sold it and uh, liquidated. It's too bad. Yeah, Virgin Virgin has a smaller aircraft, but they've had successful test flights. They had one that wasn't successful though, and they lost a they lost a pilot in that accident. But the 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 concept with those guys is you've got a jet powered aircraft that lifts a spaceship under its wing up to altitude, and then getting up to a high enough altitude where it doesn't take as much effort to escape the Earth's atmosphere. They drop it and it, and it takes off and escapes the Earth's atmosphere. Um, so that's that's kind of the third competitor, I guess, looking at yeah. things. But yeah, in the, in the SpaceX, commercial market. SpaceX has gotten to space first from the commercial market. Yeah, there's, there's Virgin Galactic, Blue Origin, which, eh, and then... Uh, uh, SpaceX, Boeing, uh, Boeing, man, Boeing's a big time contractor, mm -hmm. but they're uh, still involved in the commercial space race. They're involved with the NASA commercial, 
when I, when I talk commercial, I mean the greater public. Virgin is targeting that. Blue Origin is targeting that. And SpaceX yeah. is targeting yeah. that. Yeah. SpaceX is using the NASA commercial program to jumpstart their effort to start doing trips out to Mars, the moon, and wherever. Right. Um, SpaceX. A, and they have a pretty aggressive schedule for getting to those places, too. Yeah, yeah, and they've taken kind of the old uh, Soviet era style of engineering to heart where it's try, rinse, repeat, and learn from your mistakes. So, and I could go on to a full-blown discussion on the engineering techniques that they're using. I don't want to bore anyone. We've been at this quite a while. Ben's already fallen asleep. I can see it. I could sit and listen to it all day long. So anyway. Ben, what are you drinking? I am drinking the clearest stuff. It's the hardest stuff I know. Water. (laughs) Hydrogen oxide? I was going to insert a Ron Swanson joke there about how clear clear alcohols are are for women. It's not alcohol. It's water. Kirkland water. Costco. So I am drinking the old, old plain water tonight. Had a lot of salt today, so I need some water. So, Matt, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the hydrogen monoxide. This is going to be one of those strange weeks where we're all drinking the same thing. Good old dihydrogen monoxide. What what kind, Matt? Hold on, Phil. What kind? Tap. 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 Straight from Arizona. There's no way that's good. Oh, yeah. It's... it's, it's extremely filtered, uh, maybe even desalinated uh, Colorado or yeah, Colorado River water uh, that has literally gone the entire distance north to south of of Arizona. Uh, you know what I should have done? For my tap. I should have drank out of in the Colorado water when you lived in Colorado. I <laughs> made sure of it. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for drinking my pee, Matt. Um, welcome, Matt. Um, I shouldn't have done Kirkland. I should have done my new uh, zero water, water filter water. Um, it took what reads 301 uh, TDI, which are your solid uh, pollutants that could be in your water. What reads 301 out of my faucet, it took it all the way down to zero in seconds. And so that's nice. really cool. And so, that is cool. And it tastes that's better really cool. than the faucet. Good. Good. So. Well, I've got... RO water with some lemons cut up in it. It's all right. You guys those aren't bougie. getting all those. You, you guys aren't getting all those good vitamins and nutrients from your no, water Matt, when you I'm run still getting, through those filters. I'm still getting the irons and stuff like that. The good stuff. I don't think I don't think the best filter on God's green earth could filter everything out of pure water. I just I don't think it's possible. I should bring mine up. You should what, Ben? I should bring mine up should well, i mean so, it, i'm going to colorado missouri, missouri river waters what you're drinking so if it's good know. enough for the fish it's good enough for me just kidding it's not nope. so anyway this has been a lot of fun and uh boring all at once <laughs> so those of you that aren't science inclined we're sorry this you know what? Been, no we're not, not I, you know i enjoyed not i long. really enjoyed watching the uh all the back to the future movies and the uh, Falcon Nine, the Dragon, sorry, Dragon Crew, uh, fly up into outer space and uh, 
you hear about their arrival at the International Space Station and just the success it's been so far. It's been really wonderful. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I don't know. I don't remember where I was, even though Bill remembers and Matt remember where I were, where the, where I were, <laughs> where I was. I, it's, yeah. It's like this. In this time specifically, where we're dealing with plague, where we're dealing with riots, yeah. civil unrest, it is so wonderful to have something that we can all latch on to and say, that's America. Yeah. Yeah. That's reaching for the stars in every literal sense of the word. Yeah. It gets us back to something that we can all unify on. Yeah. We can all focus on and say, this is a good thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it, it harkens back a little bit to that, to that Camelot period in our history. Um, when our president said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, well, I- challenge yourself before you try to challenge others. And it's been a lot of fun. Sorry, Matt. Um, good job Ben. but uh with that we we love you we're so excited that you came and shared with us if you enjoyed this if even if you didn't hit that subscribe button we'd love to uh talk to more people share these these things with other people uh it's it's good stuff like that is not to toot my own horn it's not me it's my brothers and they they do a great job and uh we we love you guys and we love your support and thank you for watching these videos. Um, if there's a topic you want us to talk about, let us know. Hit that subscribe. Make sure you hit that uh, notification button. We love you. Have a great night. Love you guys. Have a great night. Take care.